1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective
0: 2020 on Vision As I mentioned, there is an important development in the state of Victoria that has Christian groups expressing the deepest of concern to avert what is described as legislation that makes Christian prayer a criminal offence. Imagine praying for someone when they request prayer being a criminal offence if that prayer is around LGBT issues. Discussing the Bible or referring someone for help could be punishable by jail time. The bill has been introduced into the Victorian Parliament called the Change and Suppression Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill 2020. It is a mouthful. It specifically makes churches a target by aligning Christian prayer with extreme practices like electric shock treatment. And you know that churches are the target because these other evil practices are already illegal. Ed Sparius leads the organisation called CAUSE, a group that has been active in this latest development in Victoria towards outlawing so-called conversion therapy. A new research report called Free to Change counters that research the governments have been using It's been relied upon to change laws in Queensland, the ACT and will no doubt influence Victoria's debate. Ed Sparrius is joining us, Ed. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Good morning, Neil. Good to be here.
0: Ed, we'll talk about this this new research in just a few moments. But uh, from your understanding, uh, what's happening in the Victorian Parliament this week? Because as I understand it, there's an expectation this bill will get voted on in the lower house and will pass this week.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's roughly 44 uh, uh, government or Labor seats and roughly about 22 Liberals um, and, and Liberal nationals. Uh, so uh, there's no way in the world that it can be um, stopped in the lower house. Uh, uh, Michael O'Brien, the leader of the Liberal Party, uh, suggested yesterday that it would be good if it could be delayed for, uh, for the discussion and uh the Labor Party has said no, that's simply not going to happen. Uh, so that will be put or will be put there today pretty much and um, will be passed sometime today or tomorrow.
0: And what might be disturbing for so many will be that the Liberal Party in Victoria uh, plans to support this bill. So there's no real opposition to it. The only thing I can pick up is that they're wanting some sort of a delay in the vote. But what are your feelings around the fact that both sides actually want this this bill to pass through?
1: Well uh- the Liberals are probably about 50% liberal and 50% uh, left-leaning, uh, and there was quite a, a big ruckus uh, there on Monday and uh, Tuesday particularly. Uh, within the party, um, we supplied a whole pile of information from the ex-LGBT community, plus our study, uh, and I'm sure that uh, was discussed in detail. Uh, in the end, there was a bit of a standoff and uh, They basically said, well, we're not going to oppose it, Um, and that's sort of rolling over. It stops debate. It would have been good to have opposed it and had a really uh, good debate in the Parliament about this, but that's obviously not going to happen now.
0: Ed, we refer to the research that came from La Trobe University that it appears that Queensland, the ACT, and now Victoria are relying upon to change these laws and how flawed that research has been. You've got a counter-research project that has been undertaken, report has been released, it's called Free to Change, a study of 70 ex-LGBT people. Give us a little outline here of what the difference between your research is and what has gone before.
1: Okay, so the Trobe uh, interviewed 15 people. They took little snippets from those interviews and put that into their study. Um, and none of the comments that were made by the people they interviewed were questioned or um, critically examined. Uh, They were uh, accepted as being factual. The trove had no statistical values. Uh, There was no uh, reference to say, this is how I felt before, this is how I felt after. And uh, because uh, there's only little snippets taken from the interviews, we have no idea what the rest of it said and so we felt that uh, that was pretty ordinary and also Latrobe said this is the only Australian study that's ever been undertaken uh, of LGBT people hurt by conversion therapy and then they go overseas and uh, get the data out of a place like China to back up to support themselves simply because uh, the aversion therapies you know like uh, uh, ice baths and uh, electroshock therapy uh, haven't, to our knowledge, occurred in Australia. And certainly, if they have and anywhere else in the world, we're talking 30 or 40 years ago uh, by psychiatrists in clinics trying to cure homosexuality, which was then considered a mental illness. Uh, and so, to put this under the conversion therapy banner is just totally dishonest. You know, everybody would say that needs to be banned, but it hasn't been occurring. So, what exactly are we banning?
0: Okay, and your research, uh, let me just get you to clarify this because uh, you're not just uh, cherry-picking a few thoughts out of a few odd uh, interviews that, it sounded to me, as you were describing those, as being quite biased as they were. But you've actually got the video footage and recordings of these interviews and uh, something in the vicinity of 70 uh, interviews uh, compared to that other study with, that had 15. Um, these sorts of things, you've got really solid, substantial evidence uh, that actually counters uh, the sorts of things that were portrayed in that first study.
1: Yeah, so um, we didn't actually interview people per se. What we did was we set up a a web portal uh, and uh, Dr. Cotton Capsitaris, who's been very involved uh, in in, uh, events in Western Sydney um, with the Scott Morrison elections and all that, uh, provided us with a questionnaire which we put into the study. Uh, So people who came in, they would have to identify themselves so we could identify they were real people uh, and we still can. Uh, they then answered a questionnaire, and they then evaluated themselves on the six life indicators, like anxiety and uh, suicidal ideation, and a number of other things uh, before they uh, before they changed, and then uh, after they actually changed their life, and uh, that may vary from. Uh, being uh, same-sex attracted to being totally heterosexual now, to being same-sex attracted, still same-sex attracted and living celibate lives So there's, there's, a, there's a range and uh, we didn't try to paint it any differently. Um, so we took those values and then we also provided a provision where they could upload uh, their story in either a video or written uh, or audio form and they've been uploaded to the website. So people can then read or listen to those stories, and they're they're unedited, so people are... Let me rephrase it. I took out a couple of bits uh, that were a little bit uh, X-rated when people were trying to describe their former lives. Other than that, they're totally unedited, and there was only a couple. Um, And they talk about the change in their lives and uh, what their lives were like before. Many talk about having wanted to commit suicide and uh, after having changed their lives, that is no longer
0: the case. Okay, and uh, listeners will be able to see the Zoom meeting that you set up between politicians and ex-LGBT people. That's been videoed, and people can access that. So you can see that what we're talking about today is important, and the sorts of things we're discussing actually have some evidence base to them. So free to changeorg uh, for people who are interested to see more closely a. Uh, a Zoom meeting between politicians and ex-LGBT people. Uh, LGBT people. Uh, that, was, that was an important uh, Zoom meeting, and uh, I think that was just recent, wasn't it, Ed?
1: Yeah, that's actually not up on the website as yet. It'll be up tonight. Um, we uh, arranged a meeting or invited politicians in Victoria to come and talk to ex-LGBT people. Uh, only three sadly turned up, or two and, and a staffer because the third one couldn't make a due dollar commitments. Uh, and we had seven ex-LGBT people there. Uh, And they each gave uh, a short testimony uh, and then were free to be asked any questions. But the interesting thing was particularly a guy called Pete. Pete said he was so wanting to get out of his uh, uh, gay lifestyle, he actually went looking for aversion therapies in Australia. So we're talking, you know, the ice baths and anything else you might uh, think that's violent. And he said he couldn't find it anywhere. No evidence of it whatsoever. He looked and looked because he, he was so desperate to change. He thought this might help him. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting and important uh, thing. So when Andrews puts, uh, Dan Andrews puts this in the legislation uh, and Latrobe refers to it, it's just absolute rubbish. It just doesn't happen. What we're talking about is targeting prayer and, pre- and uh, Bible reading and counselling. That's what they're talking about, really.
0: This is the thing that will be a shock value to listeners hearing our conversation today, wondering how on earth legislation is about to be passed in the lower house in Victoria that outlaws practices that are already outlawed, except for... Prayer and passages of the Bible and Christians referring someone on to some extra help. So uh, those those things that are contained in the the idea of conversion therapies, let's just go through a few of those. You mentioned ice baths. Well, if you're going to be forcing someone into an ice bath, I'm sure that is some level of assault. Uh, Electroshock treatments. Uh, physical abuse and even heterosexual rapes on LGBT people to convert them back to being heterosexual uh, or mentally align a transgender back to their natal sex. So some of these sorts of practices uh, that are not practiced at all, I might say, uh, by anyone at all, as you can say, uh, Ed, there's no evidence that they're even practiced at all and haven't been practiced in Australia. So when we talk about those things and we say, Prayer is just like that. That's got to be an affront to every Christian, every Christian leader to recognize what is being done here in the Victorian Parliament. Aligning prayer with things like shock treatments. uh, That is just a big challenge, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And look, that's really what they're after. They're not, they're not after uh, the aversion therapies like the shock treatments. They're really after the churches, after and not just the Christian churches. We've also got the Jewish community and we've got the Muslim community. Uh, after all of those, they're really after ultimately uh, getting the holy books changed so that all references to homosexuality or anything other than uh, heterosexual or anything that refers to heterosexuality as being the norm or the God blessed uh, relationship they want all that gone and that's really ultimately what they're targeting uh, and this is absolutely to stop pastors and stop churches uh, and, and anybody for that matter from uh, from talking about this they're very very uh, non-definitive about things um, they refer to prayer and uh, I can't remember the exact wording but prayer and other things you know um, uh, you might be praying for someone or you might just give them a, a Bible text uh, to try and be helpful And if that's uh, in reference to sexuality, you could be in trouble. The really bad part of this legislation is there is no um, limitation uh, on the liability. So if a pastor does something today with someone who was maybe happy with it, uh, in 15 years' time, they could turn around and say they were hurt today uh, and take the pastor to the court in 15 years' uh, time. So statute of limitations. That's the word I was thinking of. Uh, And that's horrendous.
0: And when we talk about conversion therapy, uh, oftentimes on this program, when we're talking about persecution of Christians in other nations, uh, we talk about conversion laws. And what those conversion laws do is weaponize the law to be used by people who are disgruntled against the Christian church. And this does the same thing, but in another area of sexuality rather than a religious base. Now, interestingly, Christian leaders are speaking out, Ed, and I know that the Melbourne Catholic Archbishop, Peter Commonsoli, he has said this bill goes way beyond protecting LGBT people. In fact, uh, he's quoted as saying in the Sunday Age, who I pray to, how I pray, what I pray for, and most particularly who I pray with is not concern to any government. And what he's touching on here is the really powerful issue of how freedom of religion uh, is, is so uh, aligned with the idea of freedom of speech for every Australian. So what's at risk here, Ed? And uh, uh, this is the, the freedom of every Australians at risk if this sort of law goes through.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. And look, there might be, oh, well, there certainly are people in, this is targeting people in the LGBT community as far as the law stopping people from changing. Um, so just aside from the Christian side of it. So it's people who have an unwanted same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria who are being forced to stay where they are. Now, sure, there are plenty of people who might want to change because they have a relationship with God. But there will also be, be people who want to change because they would like a child uh, and they don't think that it's right to raise a child in a, a same-sex relationship. But we've certainly had some of those people turn up to their website. Uh, and so any Australian who wants to change for whatever reason, will be, be it'll be made illegal. They, they won't be able to do that. And worse is if a, a counsellor or a pastor actually does assist someone like this. It doesn't matter whether the person has asked for the help or not. They are still guilty. And then the government is now going to set up um, training courses or you know, uh, camps to uh, re-educate pastors and to re-educate psychologists to teach them what really is the right way to handle uh, their, their jobs. And uh, as uh, the Archbishop says, that is his job. It's his job to carry and insisted to pray with people. But no, the state's going to say, as a socialist state would, you can't do that. We're going to re educate you. I mean, this is just socialism 101.
0: Re education camps for Christian leaders. That in itself is a scary prospect and one that probably ought to be expected if this law goes through. And uh, you say it's likely to be voted through the lower house this week, maybe even today. And then it'll go to an upper house. Uh, 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 debate uh, probably early in the new year so likely around February. Is that the sort of timing you're aware of Ed?
1: Yeah that, that's very much the case uh, the problem we have in the upper house is it, uh, whether it passes or not depends on three key people so uh, there's Fiona Patton who's the head of the Reason Party which was the sex party uh, and she is very much against churches in her, her um, comments that she's made Uh, We've got Andy Medic from the Animal Justice Party who has some personal reasons for pushing this through. Uh, And we have uh, Samantha Ratton from the Greens who support all this sort of stuff. Um, So it is going to be extremely difficult to stop this, extremely difficult. Um, But the churches and and other organisations as well, you you know, you'll have, uh, I think from memory up in Queensland, it was the Australian Lesbians Association or something like that, are all saying, hang on a sec, you know, um, you're all of a sudden, all this stuff that we've fought for, the women's uh, rights, um, uh, you're just going to wipe them all away and say, you know, uh, transgendering transgendering kids is fine, uh, because that's the other side of it. We're sort of talking about the adults uh, in the LGBT community, but we also have all these kids being sent to the gender clinic uh, and and having their sex change, and they're saying, well, hang on a sec, we fought for women's rights, and you're now going to... Uh, Let blokes behave as though they're women and and, and walk into our territory.
0: It's scary stuff. And there are no winners in this. Uh, No winners apart from those who are wielding the power. And uh, power is one of those things that you can get drunk on. It looks like those who are in power in Victoria are doing that. Uh, Christians are the losers. As you say, Ed, women are the losers. Children will be the losers. And importantly, the people that this sort of legislation is purported to defend, the LGBT community, they're the losers because they'll have no way of seeking help for any unwanted same-sex attraction. And uh, so losers left, right and centre, everybody loses with this sort of legislation. Uh, I want to point people to the website, freetochange.org. Now, that's the website of Cause. Cause was set up, Coalition Against Unsafe Sexual Education, and uh, did some wonderful campaigning around the issues of the Safe Schools program. Uh, but free to change.org and Ed Sparius leads cause and Ed uh, when people go to the website as you say there'll be a, a few things are going to be added there today uh, but people will be able to access this uh, this research that you've been talking about get a, a, a deeper understanding of the issues at hand and uh, no doubt be able to support your organization as well so free2change.org Ed Sparius thanks for joining us today on 2020
1: Lovely thank you very much for your time Neil really appreciate it have a great day